You're listening to Version Control, Pounding Grain's digital news podcast. Ah, the influencer. A buzzword for those who make a living off the world wide web and social media, who influence our buying decisions, who have millions of YouTube subscribers and killer Instagram feeds. Everyone knows what an influencer is, and we all follow a handful, whether they're beauty gurus, Insta models, comedians, or podcasters. But it's been a wild few years, and things have changed. What began as a handful of esteemed entrepreneurs making a living online thanks to ad spending and product placement has grown into a world where anyone can be an influencer. Seriously, it's not just blue-eyed beauties who love long walks on the beach in CoverGirl. We're talking men who refurbish furniture, children who review toys and just happen to be hella photogenic, and even pets. Shout out to Jif Palm. Since we're bombarded with people and animals trying to get us to use their promo codes and click the link in the bio, it seems like influencers are not going anywhere. But just like anything else, the social media landscape is shifting. Organic content isn't as lucrative, authentic lo-fi content is gaining popularity over highly curated feeds, Instagram likes are no longer a priority, and the threat of one wrong move leading to another cancel culture scandal looms. Then there's the influx of influencers like Lily Singh who are entering mainstream entertainment while celebrities like Will Smith are taking a crack at the old internet game. Plus, now micro-influencers are all the rage. Who would have guessed that having too many followers would ever be a bad thing? A lot has changed since the last time we talked influencers on the pod. So today, we're diving into the past, the present, and the future of influencers and influencer marketing. Version Control presents Influencers 2.0. Very exciting. We're back for another edition of Version Control. We got a sweet crew in here to talk about a great topic uh, around influencers, influencer marketing. We've got Andrea in the house. Hi. And Ivana behind the headphones doing some mixing on the sound stuff and dropping mad beats. Sure. She's doing great. Yeah. (laughs) And then Mark's back in the house. What's up, guys? And I'm Jackson, and we're going to talk, like I said, about influencers and influencer marketing. Quick question in the room. Who's got the most followers of the four of us? On, on, all, on all platforms? On all combined? platforms, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I don't think I've ever looked so at that none number. Of, so. so basically, we're just conceding defeat that we're not influencers, Andrew? Well, how many, I'm do you, not. Do you got a secret, like cache of like 25,000 followers or something? Heck no. Heck, Heck no. no. And when I've, I've made some notes for this podcast and I've mentioned how like I'm not an influencer and I have not pursued it and there's reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm too private. Like you have to really put yourself out there when you're an influencer and yeah, I just value my privacy. <laughs> that makes sense. I think Jackson's got like quite a few Twitter followers, don't you? Uh, I seem to lose some on the weekly basis. My posting is inconsistent. That's yeah. why yeah, mm. my uh, follower count seems yeah. to That's, that's the, the hardest part is like being consistent about stuff. So hard. Yeah. yeah. I think like, that, that's the thing. Like, these influ- the, the real influencers treat it like a job. Mm-hmm. And that's their main thing that motivates them to get up in the day every morning. It's a lot of work. It's always on 24-7. It's, it's crazy how, like, 
it's it's such a foreign life to me but here and there when I do watch like a YouTuber vlog and they share how much they're you know they're going through their replies they're constantly on Instagram stories they're constantly checking what people are saying it seems exhausting mm-hmm. I like the ones that like just don't like they're so influential that they just they buck the trends of those things and post infrequently whenever they feel like there's not really a rhyme or reason to it and they don't use hashtags they they violate all the rules that they probably would need to now to like gear up to being an influencer they're the the bad boys of influencing yeah or bad girls yeah Yeah. the the micro influencers who well that's i mean that's a whole other thing like the difference between micro influencers and major influencers influencers. that's when you know pros when you've made it big when you don't have to follow the rules you don't use hashtags you can fly by the seat of your pants that would would mean to me that they're like truly influential versus Mm -hmm. like i'm a influencer is my job but i'm not really influential if that makes any sense to you guys like i think there's a lot of people that like that they put in their twitter or their bio like i'm an influencer or or the classic i'm a content creator um i make content or i'm a lifestyle content creator or a travel content creator and like that's their their kind of like what they do but that i don't know if that necessarily ticks the box of them being influential they may yeah, not have the reach to make a significant impact they may have the hustle yeah. to convince brands that they're the ones because their photos look good they've got followers people like them whether that translates into like i saw what so-and-so did like i couldn't <laughs> i was gonna name an influencer <laughs> that i was like i don't know <laughs> and then there people see it sure exposure yeah, but do, do that does it does it ring the register? For sure. If that makes sense, you guys yeah. know. What yeah, yeah. You guys know what a register is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ching. <laughs> when was the last time you bought something that did that though? I don't, I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> When's the last time you used cash? Uh, yeah, I don't think. Okay. Maybe I could just become an influencer about tracking down those old timey cash. Or anyway, sorry. That'd be pretty cool. But the influencer game sure has changed over the. Yeah. Last few years, what's what 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 do you guys notice that's kind of changed? Like, what are, what are the influencers up to now that they weren't doing before? Well, when we talked about this last in 2017, we did talk about micro influencers, so they did exist then. So I won't say that that's a new thing, um, but I'm gonna just be a little bit. I, I I think it's getting awful. I think there's so many people who say that they're influencers and content creators that you were saying before that it's just so overpopulated now that it makes me want to like throw my phone into the river. I agree with that because I feel like the difference between like many, many years ago before we even like had Instagram was people that had influence or people that had a platform. Mm. Um, so let's say people that were, you know, in the media or high profile people. Whereas now with social media and Instagram, everybody can have that platform. Whether or not they have a significant following or not, that's a different story, but they all have, a, anybody could just jump in and start creating content um, and try to increase their following. One thing that's really interesting about that is I think I saw, we can try to find the link to this, but Gary V had like a video this past week. It might not have been from this week, but I watched it this week and he was talking about, maybe not influencers specifically, but about how once people figure out what 
makes their audience like what they're doing, they just start repeating the same content. So a lot of times, like on influencers, if you look at their, if you take a step back and look at their whole feed on Instagram, it starts to become like, you know, 150 of the same, same composition, same photo, different location, because that, that same photo got them X number of likes. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting that what gets them famous then can start to like bleed out fans, followers, or people's perception of them if they're doing the same thing because they're not really pushing themselves creatively. Whereas like you find that those people who don't start out to be bio, I'm an influencer, are they get to be influential because they do something creatively that may put them into a box. Like I think of like I'm passionate about hotels and travel and there was this one I think she would probably be classified as an influencer, but her website was called, I think like in bed with was her like thing. And her Instagram was always like just POV shots of like her, her, wherever she was sleeping, um, whatever hotel and stuff like that. So it would describe the place and the photos were always beautiful, but you never really saw her. Mm. She had like a style and it, it was kind of cool, but that's how she gained her influence and probably maybe like limited it from like growing to a certain point because it doesn't really grow in terms mm-hmm. of its creativity like you have a one trick single serving kind of idea that never changes yeah. then but that's like per account though yeah. so i've seen a lot of people kind of jump off of their main accounts into different things mm-hmm. um someone i follow is just like a just like a lifestyle blogger um but then she is really into food so she started like a food channel um instagram account and that's gained like a ton of traction so she's got like a micro influencer section of her business and then she's got like her large influencer section Mm -hmm. of her business and she separates that by using different instagram accounts and kind of linking them to each other Mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty neat so i wonder if that's like the future for these people if they're looking for options they keep doing their full-time influencer hustle and keeping that like aesthetic and yeah. the content very similar, but then moving on into different, different worlds with different accounts. Yeah. It's interesting. I was going to say, and this will sh- be because Andrea and I haven't been on a cast before. I probably treaded on this topic before, but the bachelor bachelorette, are you with me? <laughs> That's like, everyone starts on that show and they're like, I'm a, you know, import exporter i'm this i'm a country music singer by the end of it they're just influencers like that's their like whole it manufactures people who are then selling their instagram posts because that if they're good tv they get a couple hundred thousand followers by the end of the run of the show if they're good or exactly yeah nice or evil that helps them establish an audience which yeah. is basically the only thing that they have left once they're done that show so <laughs> let's let's take that and run and create it create a career out of it yeah i feel like that's what an influencer is it's like somebody who doesn't really have anything besides an audience that thinks they're cool i guess um, well that's that's what i was gonna say like i don't know that influencers who 
are only famous for being famous are going to continue to be as successful or have as much of a hand in like influencer marketing going forward. Um, mainly just because like maybe for older audiences because they've kind of settled into who they follow and what they do and if they are just a lifestyle blogger and they don't really have they're not creating any original content maybe they're fine with that but when I think of like our younger audiences you know Gen Z and the kids nowadays um they're definitely they are I was gonna say to blame but that's not the right way to put it they they are the ones that have I think been um have caused the shift back to authenticity and to like a more raw feed and like more honest um influencers because they're smarter than the curated feeds like they don't want that so they also don't want people who are just hey i'm just a pretty face follow me buy my products they want someone who's actually offering something whether it's you know they're standing for something political and they're making change or they're creating videos or like causing them to laugh um so i think we're going to see more of a shift towards that like you have to offer something that's actually entertaining than just like Mm. i have a pretty feed that is aesthetically pleasing i've always said this before and to your point like you need to offer value in mm-hmm. order especially on social media like give the audience um some a reason to follow you you got to kind of give them something first before they're gonna like hit that like button um and you always have to keep that in mind just talking what we were saying before about losing followers like you really have to um be careful with the content because it can initiate a like or a follow or it could influence a unfollow what are you guys thoughts on uh the trend of mainstream celebrities like entering the non-mainstream social media game like there's will smith there was jack black i think it's cool (laughs) um but but it does seem like they're kind of invading on uh like the nerds space like i don't I think Will Smith's vlogs are are neat and cool, but I know that there's, like, an entire team following him with cameras, and he's got, like, a massive editing team doing all these things. And it just seems... I mean, I love Will Smith. If it wasn't Will Smith, I would definitely hate it. Um, But it just seems, I don't know, not so genuine. I like it as fan service, like like rewarding your fans and giving them a glimpse, if that's the reason for it, because you clearly don't need more influence on it mm-hmm. like i mean i i mean i guess i'm from a point of just like it's really cool when like the celebrity is just that unknowable like not on social media hides from the paparazzi only shows up at very few major events but not really like that to me seems like someone who's so past needing to sway the needle or care what people think but they're legitimately I guess it's the difference between being like a pseudo star and a star like mm. like George it's, Clooney doesn't need to like wade in on Twitter it's or like Instagram to be the, a star he's a star yeah. he's yeah. a star he <laughs> yeah. could not he, could, he could go it. dark for five years and then he showed up like at a Oscars and people would be like right this way Mr. Clooney because he is like the A-list of A-list but how long is that going to last well, for him, because he's probably like drinking like baby's blood and like you know, <laughs> baby placentas stuff. That's why he looks so good. Uh, he he'll look the same for another thirty years and then drop dead, maybe. But but like I Tom Cruise, like the guy, looks the same as he did in nineteen eighty six. Like if, if not he, better. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen the new Tarantino movie and Brad Pitt takes his shirt off and he is 10 years older than me and even I like was like <gasps> just like so like come on. It's unfair. Take back. Yeah. Because it was taken back. Yeah. Like but is Brad Pitt tweeting or doing any of that? It's true. No. It's like the ones that are are trying yeah. to like hold on to the last bits of their career. One one more shot. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's why Will Smith can like do this random thing that he decided to do one day and make a YouTube vlog and gain, I don't know how many followers he has, but I'm sure it's in the millions. Um, and just like do this just for fun. It's It's almost like he's playing a prank on like social media in general being like it's so easy to become like social media famous like i just yeah. did it in my spare time yeah i mean i i kind of i kind of respect it but it's de- it definitely seems like it's a different game than whatever the kardashians yeah. are playing uh what 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 platforms are really the the future of like where the influencer game is on now because we've talked about I talked about Twitter. You guys kind of rolled your eyes. No one's on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Instagram still a thing. Uh, I mean, like it. My gut is to say TikTok, but I don't know how. Like on Instagram, it's so easy to post an ad. Um, you've got photo space and you've got copy space. Like it just makes sense. Whereas TikTok, I think you have to be a lot more creative. So I don't know if that translates to like the content will change going from Instagram to TikTok. Um, I know there was a lot of people who were like on Vine and they were like influencers on Vine and that tr- they tried translating that to Instagram, which still had video, but it was a different format and they just fell off the face of the earth because it just didn't tr- work. The, the ones that leapt to Snap yeah. continued to be, they went from Vine stars to Snap stars mm-hmm. to like Instagram story stars. They're like leapers. Yeah. So I wonder <clears throat> if TikTok is the future of influencers but at the same time, I just can't really visualize that because it's such a different platform. Um, but I don't know if There's there is... definitely influencers on it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, they just had that VidCon. They, it was kind of invaded by TikTok versus, like, necessarily the YouTube stars that it was, like, five years ago. Right. One parallel between, like, TikTok and how it's such a approachable platform that anyone can create something and anyone can be become an influencer um and then you look at like celebrities and like you were talking about these a-list celebrities and how they don't need to be on social media because they're just stars that's going to be the paradigm shift i don't think that kids nowadays care about these big unattainable stars i don't even know if they know who george clooney is like they care they maybe care about millie bobby brown because since day one she's been on instagram and engaging with her fans and she's probably on tiktok i don't know so I think that that's also why micro-influencing or micro-influencers are, are all the rage right now because it is smaller audiences, but with smaller audiences, you can have more niche audiences that are more dedicated and really like specific topics of interest. Um, and like you were talking about, Jackson, does that actually influence? Does that actually equal uh, clicks? Maybe not if you're like this big influencer who just has a pretty feed and then all of a sudden you have like a toothbrush brand. But if you're someone who has a dedicated audience and you're actually like, hey guys, I'm actually using this. Here it is in my TikTok video. Then people might be like, oh, okay. I don't know. That's where I see it kind of going. I guess we'll have to see where Millie Bobby Brown's career ends up. If social media carries uh, her to the top echelons of stardom or 
not. To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Respect the hustle. It's the best part of the podcast, always. Uh, Now we're going to do our uh, Respect the Hustle shout-outs. Mark, what do you got for us? Well, today I've got a French man who <laughs> invented the um, the hoverboard, the the flyboard air. Um, it's a jet powered hoverboard, um, and I think as a kind of like a promo stunt, he attempted to fly it across the English Channel um, from France to England, um, but he crashed. Awkward. Trying to refuel because it can't go for that long. Like you have to refuel it pretty often, so he has to like kind of stop every once in a while and and fuel up, um, which sucks. And I don't, uh, I wouldn't stop there. But I I respect his hustle because he's gonna try it again, and I think that's, you know, pretty cool and pretty hustly. So if he pulls this off, I'm definitely gonna buy one of these hoverboards when they become for sale. Is it gonna be like the cost of a car? Probably. Jeez. But if you can fly for that long and, like, you know, you avoid traffic, it seems pretty cool. It just seems ripe for, like... Ouchies. If the... You'll, you'll not like this, Mark. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna controversialize it. But, like, just seeing how bad people are just on bikes and walking, <laughs> and just in terms of their, like, awareness of driving safely or walking safely... Yeah. Particularly on those bikes. I know you're safe, but... So I, I think... But the, throw these into the mix, just whipping around... Uh, well, they'll definitely need to cut up with 118 sort of, miles per hour. Oh, yeah, they're very fast. Um, <laughs> they're they're going to need to think of some sort of, like, traffic system when this becomes a reality, obviously. Like, when stuff is in the air. Like, they've got to put lanes somewhere, figure something out. Um, yeah. But like, I think, like, I don't know. There's so many different... This is just like opens up a whole other like level of uh, transportation. Like you can go up and down, not just forward and back. Oh, yeah, because I want someone to come <laughs> up the side of my building and give like a, hey, how you doing up there uh, in your apartment? Knock, Yo, knock, knock. you know when you order food and you have to go down to the lobby to get it? <sighs> yeah, they can just come right to your balcony. Get yep. that Fedora guy up on the... What this also reminds me of though is because when I'm walking downtown i'm starting to see people on skateboards in the bicycle lanes yeah and i'm like hmm is that oh, even legal and then i'm like those scooters they probably like really get in the cyclist's way and i just feel like it's so interesting how people are finding different ways to get around yeah. like it's would, a big it's a big thing right now like with the e-bikes in like bird mm. and um like uh, lyft has one and uber has one now those are like the little scoots right? yeah they're like electric scooters uh, that you can rent for a dollar an hour or whatever it is um they're gonna be coming to toronto soon i think the ontario government just like approved it um but uh what's the other boosted board so there's a ton mm. of boosted boards which is like the electric power skateboard and then they just release a scooter of their own which is more of like a I think it's like 6,000 bucks or something. So it's built really well. Like it, I don't think it could withstand like a Toronto winter, but it's, um, you know, built a lot better than the dollar an hour boys on the street. So I don't know. It's such like, everything's just open right now for transportation and the cities are getting big, bigger, traffic's getting worse. Someone has to figure something out and maybe it's this, this hoverboard guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought flying cars would be the future, but it's just gonna be everyone on hoverboards. You don't need the car. You just need your body and the yeah. whole thing. Cool. What was your part two? You had that, this, that was the part two. The part two is that he's going to attempt to do it again. And um, that's why I respect his hustle. I thought you were going to do the part two about that like city in Dubai that like they were talking about like flying cars and stuff. 
Like they're trying to do a $500 billion another city in some place like Dubai or Abu Dhabi or something like that that includes the infrastructure to start manning like drone and all oh, that. That's stuff. cool. Yeah. So anyway, maybe we can city, link that too. Bonus pick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Jackson? Well, I went old school. Um, my hustle is for a uh, pet subscription box, uh, Bark Box. Uh, so each month uh, they send you like whatever you've subscribed to, like twenty five bucks or something. You get some treats, some toys that comes every month. It's a theme. It's very cool, like very cool. <laughs> but this month I got a toy that was defective. So they sent out an email saying like this: if you get this one, let us know, and then we'll email. And I said I got it. And then the the best part is like every one of their emails is about like hi there this is Maddie and my pup Nora. Aww. So like everything is like with a picture of them and they sign off every email with kind woofs and belly scratches. But when I sent the thing in then I got like they know who my dog's name is it was like hey there jackson and wren this is sarah with the happy team at bark along with my trusty pup kaylee thanks so much for letting us know kaylee insisted i send out her favorite toy you'll get an email once that ships out thank you for being part of our pack and give your wren some extra belly rubs from me and kaylee heart emoji oh my gosh I know. kind woofs and belly rubs say sarah and kaylee bark happy ambassador uh so i just thought How like the I know what my next The service was amazing. Um, I already liked the service because, like, each month the like themes are insane. Like each month the 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 everything that comes in the box is themed. So like this month is like heavy metal rock concert. So like the toys are themed. Like the the treats are themed. Like the art direction is themed. Like they do it all up. Like so like the little sort of descriptor of the month this month came on like a little record player thing. Oh. So like they really like invest each month on like pretty heavy thought creatively. And then like their customer service is insane. So that is my respect the hustle to BarkBox. Shout out to BarkBox. Maybe they'll send, maybe if I was a dog influencer and posted pictures of Ren, I could get free stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you just did that out, didn't you? Being the scarf thing or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of... Why like, didn't we have Sean on this? True. Yeah, that he's, that, he's, his dog's an influence. A Damn real it! One. A real one. Freddie's getting there, too. Nah. It's just... Yeah, it's... The the world of pet influencers is crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I get... I only... He only has, like, 100 followers, but I constantly get messages of, like, hey, do you want a free product? Do you want a free product? Fe feature it on your feed. Are it's you interesting. Are you saying no? Or are you still Usually no, yeah. but sometimes I have, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. I want to get BarkBox. Yeah, it's, it's well worth it. I want to live vicariously through you guys. Have it delivered to the office because I want to see <laughs> oh, what's inside. That's a good idea. They have to carry it home. That's, that's the bad that's thing. That's all right. Got <laughs> a backpack. Cool. Good pick. I'm glad I wasn't the one again to bring up dogs. <laughs> Dog again. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> it was Jackson this time. Um, my Respect the Hustle is Snapchat. Again, even though we're always talking about Instagram. Um, Gotta, gotta talk about Snapchat here and there. So 
They recently launched a new tool called Instant Create, um, which is basically a tool that is aimed to help brands um, that want to advertise on the Snapchat platform and make it easier for them. Um, and I guess this is part of Snapchat's initiative just to like get more revenue through more ad spend. But it's basically an in-app uh, tool that is super, super simple. It basically asks you like, what is your campaign objective? What's your target audience? And give us your website link. And then um, for the for the creative, you can either upload something or you can, it'll like pull images from your website or you can choose from their template. So they're making it really user friendly. Um, and the idea is that, or the thinking behind it is that uh, smaller brands or smaller advertisers don't have the time or, or resources to keep up to date with all like the changing ad specs. Um, and obviously in Snapchat being vertical ads. So yeah, so I thought that was that was a clever way for them to to stay in the loop and get more ads. Small business, that's where the money is. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how Facebook really expanded. It was mm -hmm. just like as soon as they did self-service ads for local businesses, that's mm -hmm. when the money started. Like when they made the register ring. Cha-ching. Cha Cha-ching. <laughs> so my Respect the Hustle is aligned with our topic of uh, influencers. Um, so I actually shared two articles, which are very the same, um, but just about the negative feedback like that these influencers have to deal with sometimes. So I'm like, I kind of, re I respect their hustle because they really have to put themselves out there. And this is, uh, the articles that I have is like, um, the criticism that these particular influencers um, have received and then them clapping back and kind of uh, like replying to, to their haters. Um, so this article about um, Chrissy Teigen, she was like, making some food and people were just like criticizing her for like the process and some people were commenting things that don't even align with what she's talking about um and one of her comments was like you know like when i can't make anything without you guys being exhausting uh like like do you hear yourselves and then there was another she's like they asked her how, what her and john legend are doing to be better like to improve the world and she's like on a post about cooking, like really like you can never sometimes please people. And I think that my thought around this was that, you know, when you think about influencers from many years ago, like there, was, there wasn't that two way communication, whereas now it's so easy for people to, to comment and reply. And so I think it's, it's really changed um, the dynamic. And I think it's just like really interesting how, how like bullyish it mm -hmm. is and it's just like I just think they they need a little some props these influencers for totally. really like putting themselves out there and like they receive a lot of backlash and criticism so it's mortal combat in your f replies yeah yeah I'm glad you brought that up because something that we mentioned in the intro was cancel culture and that's because people love to hate on things but when you're an influencer and you're in the public eye like one wrong tweet or something from 10 years ago that gets dug up can like ruin your career basically mm -hmm. or lose a lot of your advertisers and brand deals. Yeah. So. Like Lori Loughlin's uh, daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to play devil's advocate on Chrissy, uh, I mean, 
she is a cookbook author now, so like people will like <laughs> hold her to task on that because she stepped out from what was her lip sync like? battle. <laughs> she was a model. Model. And then to yeah, lip sync Yeah, so like, and then to like, oh, I'm a cookbook author, and then like, so it's interesting, like even kind of what Mark was saying about like how these influencers, big or small, have like these diff- different business units, mm-hmm. and then like they're sometimes maybe not aligned with what they their actual skills are. Thanks for listening to Version Control, Influencers 2.0. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on iTunes.